Welcome to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And we have a special guest this week, and we have my best friend, Megan. She, I literally texted her Wednesday, I'm like, please read this book, because I was unsure if Marissa's going to be able to record this week, and I literally threw this book on her, I sent it an e-book to her, and she read it in like four days, and here we are recording. So we're happy to have you here, Megan. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here. I'll say how we met, because I kind of think it's funny. So, me and Megan met in high school, and we were on the swimming team together, and she's a triplet, and they all introduced me at the same time. They all introduced themselves to me at the same time, and I'm really bad at names. So, when her sister, Jen, was on the diving board, I asked Megan, I'm like, oh, hey, what's her name again? And Megan goes, that's Jen, and when you're going to ask her what my name is, my name's Megan, and she totally called me out on my bullshit, and we've been best friends since. (laughs) Sounds so sassy. Love that. She like knew it. It was so funny. (laughs) That's where we became best friends. And you guys know how well I guess we never actually explained how me and Marissa met. We just sit across each other from work. (laughs) (laughs) Far less exciting. (laughs) So the book we read this week was The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker. From the first episode we've had on the podcast, you know how much we love K.A. Tucker. And this book did not disappoint. I think I actually like this book more than Say You Still Love Me. Same. But they're actually a close tie. Like, they're both really good. I gave a copy of Say You Still Love Me to Megan, too. So she has that book to read as well. I gave her all the podcast books, so she has to listen to the episodes. Oh, nice. Okay, so Marissa's going to give a synopsis, because she's a synopsis's queen, or synopsis queen. <laughs> I forgot the plurals of synopsis. Synopsis. Okay, you're going to give the synopsis. Yeah. I, I, guys, I wrote it down this time so I don't just ramble, but it's still pretty long, so prepare yourself. <laughs> but basically, city girl Kala Fletcher. Wait, first, is it Kala? Kala? I say Kala. I say Kala. Kala? Okay. How okay. else would you Kala. say it? Kala? Kala? I don't know. Depends on your accent. Callison's better. Okay, Calla. All right, cool. All right, city girl Calla Fletcher wasn't even two years old when her mother took her and fled the Alaskan wild, unable to handle the isolation and extreme rural lifestyle of Alaska, leaving behind Calla's father, Red Fletcher. Flash forward to the present where Calla is now 26 years old, recently unemployed, newly single, and just looking to move on with her life when she receives a call from a mysterious woman in Alaska letting her know that her father's days may be numbered due to cancer. With guidance from her wonderful psychiatrist, stepdad, Kala decides to return to Alaska for a chance to reconnect with the man she once called dad, but who she now only remembers as the man who time and time again let her down. While she struggles to adjust to the harsh Alaskan lifestyle, her prim and proper city girl qualities are vastly contrasted by the man living next door, Jonah, who is Ren Fletcher's right-hand man at his charter plane company. Jonah's big, burly, outdoorsy, a little obnoxious, and determined to prove that Kala can't handle Alaska. But as Kala reconnects with her father, Jonah and her begin developing from enemies to friends and then to maybe more. But Kala belongs in the city and Jonah never wants to leave Alaska. So they must determine if they would be foolish to take the same path her parents tried and failed 24 years before. Wow, that was long, but good. You really <laughs> summed it up there. Thank you. Thank you. We could just jump into the questions. I feel like that kind of described a lot of the characters. So let's go around and say who our favorite characters were and why. And Marissa, you have to start. Well, in case you couldn't tell from my synopsis, I loved Simon. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like the psychiatrist we all need in our lives. I think it would actually be pretty annoying to have someone like that constantly analyzing you. 
But when it comes to the big stuff, like the person who helps you work through things, he's just, he's perfect. And he was endearing and cute. I don't have it written down, but there was a quote, you know, where they're talking about how he loves her mother, even though he knows maybe she still has feelings for Ren Fletcher. He said, she loved Ren, but I loved her. He warmed my heart in so many ways. He was the father Callan needed. And I just, I loved him. I feel like you have a thing for people who like are second <laughs> choice lovers. <laughs> You know, as I was just describing him and thinking about that, I I think you're right. I think I have a thing for the runner-up, the underdog. Okay, Megan, who's your favorite character? My favorite character was Jonah because he's witty, surprisingly wise for a 30-year-old, and he's brutally honest. When he's brutally honest, he really reminds me of myself in some ways. And I think he's super funny because even when he got hurt during the plane crash, the first thing he asked was, am I still pretty? I could see you with someone like Jonah in real life. If I could pick I a think boyfriend could be best for friends. you, I would pick a Jonah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can I pick like a combination of the two people? <laughs> I like her. Our podcast, we can do what we want. <laughs> I like Kala and Jonah together. I like how they are when they are together, people they are. I think they make the, bring the best out in both each other, but I don't like them separate. I think she is kind of a spoiled brat. She's very superficial without Jonah, and then Jonah is just broody without her. But I guess like, we don't really get to yeah. see Jun- Jonah that much before her. I don't know, his lifestyle, he just seems broody. But I also have a weakness for the broody, so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess let's circle back to Marissa's favorite character. And my other question was, do you think Simon impacted why she went to Alaska and the fact that she stayed in Alaska? Do you think she would have went to Alaska if Simon wasn't there in her ear telling her it's a good idea? I don't think that Simon really impacted her decision. I just think that he helped her make the decision because she would have eventually realized that she should have went to Alaska to meet her father. But it may have been too late by the time she realized that. So I think that he was definitely important in making that decision, but didn't impact it at all, if that makes sense. That's a good point. Like, she would have went regardless. He just helps her along. Marissa, what do you think? I didn't really think she would have gone without Simon's push. I feel like... She wrote him off and acted. He was pretty much dead to her. He was the guy who let her down. Maybe I read that wrong. Kayla knows I read things wrong sometimes. (laughs) But I felt uh, without Simon's push, she would have just not gone, not understood the severity of the cancer, probably just let him die and then regretted it afterwards. Oh, this is going to be hard. I have to pick sides between my friends. But I guess speaking from my perspective, I kind of hold grudges. So I honestly think I would just be like, no, and I'm not going to go. And I can see Kayla doing that as well. But I think she definitely would have regretted it like 100%. Plus two, it's Alaska. And she has absolutely no ties to Alaska. I mean, Besides I her father. <laughs> True. But, you know, before she left, she thought he had chosen his company and his other life over her. So I guess that's why I was just like, no, like if I were her, I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't care. I'm glad she had Simon to talk it out with. <laughs> I went running this morning for the first time in a very long time. And I've been up since like 7 a.m. Like I typed these questions out this morning. So I was all energized on coffee and is it endorphins that get when you get when you run? Is that exercise? Yeah, endorphins. Probably endorphins. Yeah, I've noticed all these main characters are always runners. That's what encourages me to run. Because I'm like, yeah. well, if my book characters can run, then I can run. But then I realize <laughs> I hate running. <laughs> it's good yep. motivation though 
Me and Megan ran a, a 5K this winter break, and we did not train at all. Like, we literally just showed up one morning in, like, sweatshirts, and we're like, we're going running on this 5K. But we didn't do that bad. <laughs> it was the oh, worst nice. ever, though. <laughs> you oh, were yeah. actually in the best shape out of all three of us there, too. Yeah, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated the 5K. I hate running. I didn't hate it. Me and Jen enjoyed hated- it. I hated the running. I liked the experience. It was fun. I liked the photos we got. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> you got a finish line photo, didn't you? Yeah, I look miserable. <laughs> I but finished, yeah. though. I know. We th- we didn't even walk. We ran the whole thing. So it was, yeah, it was a proud true. moment. We're going to run next time when there's beer at the finish line. <laughs> that's more motivation. I'll run a little faster that time. So let's go into the next question. What are your thoughts for when Kala first got to Alaska and her dad wasn't there? Kind I would of. be pissed. If I took yeah. four planes and I, A, this, the last plane was really small. If I took four planes, the last plane was really small, my luggage couldn't get there, and my dad's not even there to welcome me after I haven't seen him in 20-something years, I would be pissed. At that point, did she know for sure that her dad knew she was coming? Because I know she questioned before she went if he even knew she was coming. At that point, she didn't know if he knew that she was coming. Okay. If I had been Kala and I'd gotten there and he wasn't there, maybe I'd be like, okay, well, clearly Agnes didn't tell him that I was coming. Clearly, this is going to be a surprise to him, too. But I still would have been pissed. Like, I just flew all this way to see you because you're freaking dying and you don't even have the nerve to be here. (laughs) It's like, how dare you for dying, A, B... (laughs) (laughs) How dare you not show up? Megan, what would you do? Because I feel like you're not a spiteful person like me and Marissa are. Um, I think I would be more upset than mad because if I were Kala and my father wasn't even the one to invite me to Alaska and then I took four flights to get there, I would wonder if he really wanted me there. So I think I'd be more nervous and upset than mad at him because I'm not one to hold a grudge. I now understand your first answering of the whole Kala and coming to Alaska thing because you don't hold a grudge. Yeah. I, in fact, hold grudges. And so does Marissa. Also, going back to the first one, when Simon asked her a question, she already knew the right answer. She just didn't want to admit it to herself. So I think she would have eventually gone. True. There's just a matter of time. Unless you're me and Kayla and you're very stubborn and refuse to admit the answer, even if you know it's there. Right. <laughs> Also, we totally skipped over the fact that Kala lost her job. I don't even know what I would do if I lost my job. I mean, it all worked out for in the end. Yeah. Well, and too, they said it was restructuring, but then they wouldn't let her go back to her desk. They wouldn't let her say goodbye. They collected her things for her and escorted her out. That feels like she got really hardcore canned. (laughs) I don't know. That doesn't seem right to me. I thought that was a little miserable for her. Also, she kind of sounded like she was a bad employee when she described her work ethic there, though. <laughs> but it all seemed to work out with her in the end. She she really picked herself up off of the ground and, and made it. But, I mean, we'll, we'll talk to that later. Okay, another question was, so this part, I kind of got mad at Jonah. And this is, like, when I still didn't know if I liked Jonah or not. Is when he lost it at her on the parking lot after the supermarket. And was just calling her, like, all these names. And just being super mean to her. Like, do you think she deserved that? No, I don't think that she deserved it, and I don't think that he had the right to do that just because her priorities weren't the same as his, but I also think that it was a reality check for Kala, and she needed that because Jonah is brutally honest, and Kala 
needed that honesty to make it in Alaska. Otherwise, she was never going to fit in. Yeah, she definitely needed to kick in the butt. It could have just been a nicer kick in the butt. Yeah, it didn't have to be so harsh. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable in that scene. At that point, I know that this is going to be a love story between them, but I don't see how she could move past the things he says to her. I still am annoyed that she moved past them. I mean, I get it. hes That's not how he really is. But also, he did lash out at her, so that is how he is. But I didn't like that at all. In the beginning of the book, he was a straight-up jerk. And it kind of reminded me of, like, middle school when, like, the boys are mean to you because they like you. And I'm like, how immature are you, Jonah? But he grows on you, like, a lot. But he was a brat in the beginning. He has some nice character development, too. I like when he got her the creamer and put it in the fridge. I thought that was really cute. I agree. He did all these small, cute things, but also was really mean to her at the same time. I liked when he hid her luggage for several days and didn't (laughs) let her have any of her clothes. It was so cute. (laughs) (laughs) That was never actually explained more as why he did that. I just want to know, in what time span? Was it between yelling at her or getting her the creamer? Did you go get the luggage? You're like, great idea. Let me go hide it next to the rack. (laughs) He said it was the next day that he went back to go get it. And I think the guy's name was Bob. He was supposed to be watching them. He didn't know that Jonah took them back. So Bob was freaking out. If his name is really Bob, I'm sorry if it's not. It might be Bob or Billy, but I think it's definitely supposed to be. Yeah, I want to say Billy now. I would be (laughs) fuming too. I love when she shaved his beard (laughs) and her and her dad. Her dad's like, so Cal, like, how late were you up? (laughs) (laughs) When her and her dad are in the car, that scene got me so good i was laughing so hard her dad hiding a smile and oh i loved it that was one of my favorite parts in the book actually me too he's so that was nice father bonding right there just driving away from the (laughs) angry viking guy yeah (laughs) i'm just thinking about it like in real life i wish this would be a movie it would be a good movie guess what guys oh my god we found another mice in our apartment Right after you left no. on Saturday night, me and Allie were like binge-watching TV. It was 9 o'clock. I'm like, let's go to bed now because I wanted to read before I went to bed. And I go to the kitchen and I start washing dishes and it literally runs past my feet. So I start screaming. I run to my other side of my apartment and we're like waiting him out. I see him like run again. And then are yelling, like smashing pans, like everything we can do. And I start praying this peppermint spray everywhere. And I got the wooden floor all kind of wet. So then Allie went in her room, and then I go running to go into my room, and I literally just wipe out. Slide, fly into the air, like slam on the floor. My neighbors probably think that we're absolutely nuts because there's so much (laughs) banging. But yeah, we have a mice, and I'm just, I'm so upset. And we just re-signed my lease. It's just, I mean, it's New York City. I can't really, I mean, there's going to be mice, but yeah. So stay tuned. We're working on it. We're going to... Okay, so do you guys think Jonah helped build a relationship with her dad and, like, Cal and her dad? Do you think he helped or hurt the situation? Helped, for sure. Wait, is there an opinion out there that he hurt? Because if so, I would like to hear it so I can form my opinion better. No, I just, I don't know, I made up the question. I wanted to see people's viewpoint on the whole Jonah being there situation because when he yelled at her, she could have just packed up and left. But she wasn't there for him. She was there for her dad. I don't think that Jonah yelling at her would have made her leave Alaska. She did seem pretty good. Would have made me leave Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) I've been like, hey, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) One boy's mean to me and I'm out. (laughs) 
When Jake Lodge took the cab home, I was like, you go, girl. Get away from him. <laughs> yeah, that was a good little scene right there, too. And the cab driver. Is it wrong that I was worried about her groceries, though, the entire time? <laughs> Circling back to the beginning with the whole blog thing that she runs. But I kind of, like, how the whole time she's like, we're just missing something with our blog. And, like, I don't know what. And they're kind of, like, all super fake about the blog. I mm-hmm. like how she kind of took that story with the cab and started being more authentic on it. And started getting more following. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Kayla takes our podcast and Instagram very seriously, which is good. I am more of the... Kala, oh gosh, I'm saying it weird, Kala in this, but I'm going to start taking it more seriously in case anyone's wondering why I have not posted any book reviews ever. (laughs) Do you think Kala really was a spoiled princess, or was she just not used to living in Alaska? Both. (laughs) (laughs) I, the scene, so here's the scene that was really telling for me, was when Simon asked her to take out the trash, And she, like, makes a big deal out of it, and he points out she's living there rent-free, and the one thing they ask her to do is take out the trash because they literally have a housekeeper come and clean her stuff. She slips her stuff in with his dry cleaning. He does her laundry. The mom has someone come in and cook their food, and she even says she enjoys it because it lets her live the lifestyle she wants to live with her other income. That scene to me was a huge turnoff for the character. I was like, oh my gosh, you need to grow up. I felt very strongly about that. But then I also just don't think Alaska's for everyone. I felt like Jonah was pretty hard on her when she was in Alaska, uh, even if she is a little bit spoiled. That was like in the beginning too. Like that was the first chapter and they're like, here's this princess. Welcome to her journey. They should make a reality TV show where they take a spoiled girl and just throw her in the Alaskan wild and see what happens. I would watch it. You gotta hide her suitcase next to raccoons and you gotta put her makeup in, a, in an addict and then you're gonna set her, set her loose. <laughs> see what she does. Oh that my would gosh. be a good TV show. What? I would so watch that show. I'd also want to go on that show because I think I could do it, but also, like, I don't know. If someone hid my clothes from me for a week, I think I'd be pretty pissed. If I had leggings and a t-shirt, like a two of each, I think I'd be fine. Like, and she had a bag she could put something in. So I would just throw in, like, my leggings and my t-shirts. She had a laundry machine. I think I would be fine. I also would think- you have... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I don't think I'm as high maintenance as she is, but I am pretty high maintenance. She's She takes icing on the cake in high maintenance. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you were her and Jonah threw that little duffel bag at you and said, pick some things to throw in here, would you have thrown the hot pink running outfit into the bag? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're going to Alaska and you throw a skimpy hot pink running outfit in as your one of three outfit choices for this duffel bag. And her heels. She was wearing heels. Like you throw your (laughs) rapist on. Yeah, who wears heels on a plane in general? (laughs) On a plane to Alaska. Isn't it cold there? That's a good point. (laughs) But Megan, what were you saying? I think we cut you off. I was just going to bring up the heels because she took four planes in heels. I mean, <laughs> That's high maintenance. Props to her for having her feet in heels that long, but. Yes, for still. sure. Still. And then when she took that <laughs> photo when she got off the plane, and. <laughs> I, 
But up until that point, like, Jonah, Jonah didn't really know how high maintenance she was because he didn't really meet her. But then, like, the minute she gets off a plane, like, I feel like any girl would be pissed off when a guy tells her she can't break her suitcases on a plane and gives her a duffel bag. Like, I think any girl would be pissed. But when she took yeah. the photo in front of the plane, I feel like she really just, like, screwed herself there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. She is high maintenance. I don't think we're saying... It's bad to be high maintenance. I just think we're saying she is high maintenance. That is a quality she has. I don't think it's bad to be high maintenance. No, not at all. Yeah, Yeah, she just is. Would you guys consider yourselves high maintenance? In general, no. I don't really wear makeup. I wear cheap clearance clothes. (laughs) Shit, I'm exposing myself. I mean, there are things I'm high maintenance about, like things that I'm particular about, but in general, no, I'm pretty low-key. What was the thing you said you wouldn't stay in? Oh, when we went, we read that book about the lake, she wanted to stay in the uppity lake hotel instead of the cabin. (laughs) Okay, so maybe I am high maintenance. Uh, that's true. I do like things clean. Maybe I'm a little bit like Jonah where my house would be spotless, but I would be going around barefaced with a bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, how about you? I don't think I'm high maintenance. I also don't really wear a lot of makeup. I'm not super into fashion, but I do like things a certain way. So I guess in a way, yes, but overall, no. I don't think you are, because I don't think you can, you can be. Being a triplet, you can't really, like, be, oh, this is all about me. You have two sisters that are the same age as you, so, like, you don't even have your own birthday. <laughs> That's true. I do share a birthday. I get my own cake, though. Yeah, it's the best day of the year. You get to eat three awesome. cakes. So if you guys were Susan, and you were, like, madly in love with Ren, but you were living in Alaska, would you have left? Or do you think love is stronger than, like, your own, I guess, needs? Um, so we're assuming we have Susan need, Susan's needs in this scenario. Yes. Yeah, so you're as high maintenance as Susan. Mm-hmm. You're in love with Ren, a younger Ren, uh, who flies planes. You have anxiety about him flying planes every day and crashing. Would you have stayed in Alaska? I, I mean, I think if you're someone like Susan, maybe you are. But think uh, of you like you are Susan. What would you I mean, do? I would have I would have stayed, but I think that's, that's a biased asking. answer. But that's I think a- that's a biased answer because I've always dreamed of living in Alaska. So I think that's a super biased answer. I'm just thinking someone as high maintenance as Susan is going to be more focused on themselves. I'm not saying she's selfish, but I'm saying her high maintenance needs will outweigh other things. And she needed a different lifestyle more than she needed the love she had with Rin. So I'm having a hard time answering this because I'm like, I'm not like that. Love to me would definitely outweigh it, but I don't have Susan's needs either. I guess don't be Susan. I guess, I mean, be Susan, but don't be Susan. (laughs) (laughs) That is going to be a bumper sticker. (laughs) Be Susan, but don't be Susan. (laughs) But like... (laughs) You speaking, Marissa, you're in love with Ren. Would you have stayed? Oh, I'd have stayed in a heartbeat. I was in love with Ren. I thought he was amazing and a very nice guy, and it sucked the way things turned out. It sucked that by letting go of uh, Susan, he let go of his daughter as well. That was really terrible, and I was so mad at him for that. But I also, I I would have stayed. I 
love to me conquers all. <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic. And you know I love second choices, and I would have been Ren's second choice any day. <laughs> also, why do you want to live in Alaska? I have just literally always dreamed of being in Alaska. I was obsessed with snow dogs growing up, like huskies uh, and dog sled racing and all that stuff. Watched Balto, watched the Snow Dogs movie, and I've just always dreamed of living in Alaska. And when I found out KPMG has an Anchorage, Alaska office, I was like, wait a second, it might be my future. But that's that's probably a long way off. I would I would need to visit it several times in both the summer and winter and see if I could really handle it before I just opted and move my life there, I think. Because it is harsh. It is different. Okay, Megan, it's your turn to answer. Would you have left Friend if you ha- if you had to live in Alaska? I think that's a super tough question, but I'd like to say that I would have worked it out for love, but I'm not completely sure how a secluded lifestyle like that would be especially since the winters are dark for so many hours. That's a little depressing. But I also think it's not really fair to ask that question because relationships should be about compromise. But Ren wasn't willing to sacrifice any part of his life to make it work with Susan. But he hoped that Susan would sacrifice every part of her regular lifestyle for him and stay in Alaska. So I think since, first of all, he owns so many planes, they easily could have made it work because Susan could have went back to Toronto and then he could have visited her because he could just fly home. No, it made me mad that he didn't even go see his child. He owns planes. Yeah, I that's what I bothered me too. I, as much as I think love conquers all, I think there's, I think everything happens for a reason. And I think there's someone for everybody. And I don't think Susan was happy there. And also the fact that like her family wasn't there. And it kind of sounded like she couldn't even like see her family. Like he didn't take her there. She couldn't go. It's not like, yeah, she was just stuck in Alaska. And she'd have a job. She just, like, lived as Ren's wife. And I think I would also be very depressed. Also, I get claustrophobic when I'm not doing things 24-7. That's why I love New York and Long Island. So I think Alaska is, like, the worst place for me to live ever. And I hate the cold. I couldn't do it. I, no. I don't know where else I'd live besides New York, but it definitely isn't Alaska. I'd like to go to Alaska one day. I'll go in the summer when it's sunny 24-7. That sounds nice. It'd be tough to sleep, though. They definitely have, like, blackout shades, right? Oh, they did mention that in the book, yeah. You could also just bring an eye mask. True, true. Okay. Your own blackout shades. So, collectively, we're leaving Marissa in Alaska, and me and Megan are leaving. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I guess my issue with all that was Susan knew the deal. Uh, She moved to Alaska to be with Ren, and so... I didn't, if you can't handle Alaska, don't marry someone who's never going to leave Alaska, which I think is the issue Jonah and Cal are going to have. How are they going to reconcile that? But I guess it's just kind of a good warning to everyone when they're looking for a long-term relationship. If there's an inherent red flag of something your relationship will not be able to overcome, maybe back out early. Because, I mean, if you think about poor Cal, it ripped her life apart. And I know she got Simon out of it and she got a good life out of it, but she also missed out on a lifetime with her dad. And I don't know, that part just made me really sad. That also kind of brings up the whole her and Jonah thing because Cal, the whole begin, like the whole time, Cal's like, I can't fall for him. Like, I'm not going to live in Alaska. And like, she yeah. does anyway. So I guess it kind of does show that love conquers all and love takes over all, but also. Yeah, I guess can they last is, like, the real question. Like, are Cal and Jonah going to make it? And we won't know until next book, but... I think 
Cal and Jonah are in a slightly different situation because Alaska Wild is being absorbed by another company and Jonah said he's willing to go anywhere as long as he's flying planes because Alaska Wild is what kept him in Alaska. But since Ren is not there and the company is not going to be there anymore, it's less ties to his home because that was the biggest part of his life. And I just feel like Jonah's more willing. (laughs) He's more, uh, I feel like Ren was stubborn in that. He's like, I'm not leaving Alaska. And he had his family company to deal with. But did any of you wish that Kala take over Alaska Wild? No. I didn't didn't think she was qualified to take it over. The thought did cross my mind. But she wasn't even happy doing spreadsheets at a job she wanted to be at. So I don't really think she's qualified to run a charter plane company. I thought I she had something going there. She was marketing them. She could do a spreadsheet. There was like 10 planes. I had, I had faith in her. She's uh, going to make a I website mean, like, for them. I wanted Jonah to take over the company. That's what I wanted to happen. But Well, the two of them together, combined. Yeah, but Power what does Kala know? She doesn't know anything about the business. She's just learning about it now. She can market. She, knows how to mar- she has a business degree. Yeah, that's true. She can do the business stuff. That's what Jonah wants to do anyway. I think Jonah wants to start his own company, and he wants Cal to do the business stuff, and he wants to fly the planes with the planes that Ren gave him. Right. right? Yeah. He has three planes. So we'll see. I guess we'll have to wait till next book. I am ordering it, like, after this podcast because I was on a book-buying band, but I suck, and me and Megan went to a bookstore this weekend, (laughs) and I went crazy. (laughs) And then I'm going to buy this yeah. book tonight because I need to know what happens with them because I'm in love with them. Um, what did the native Alaskan lady call Jonah and Kala? Like the geese and the... The raven the... and the goose wife? Yeah. Yep. That was interesting. And it's kind of really sad. Yeah, that part made me very sad, actually. And then they were in the plane, like, crying. Uh, you know, another part that I really liked... When Ren decided he's not going to, like, live or fight the fight against cancer and Cal finds out and she runs home and then she, like, cries in the shower and then Jonah finds her, I'm like, oh my goodness, he's so cute. But, yeah, I like that part. I felt he really bad. He was really caring. They really needed each other during that time and I feel like they yeah. wouldn't have been able to survive without each other. Okay. Which character in the book would you most like to meet? I'd like to meet hmm. Agnes and it's a very silly reason but they've talked about her roasted chicken a couple of times, and I'd really like to try it. <laughs> I also think we'd get along very well. I want her roasted chicken. <laughs> I guess Jonah, because he's, I want to see what he looks like. Is, is he that cute? I don't know. we got to see. Yeah, I feel like I'd want to probably meet her between Simon and Ren, but since Ren dies, I'll go with Simon. Oh. I guess. Yes, I don't want to meet someone who's just going to die. I really need to talk with Simon about some things going on in my life, so. Okay, we already kind of talked about my next question was, like, if you can live in Alaska, and we decided Marissa can live in Alaska, me and Megan, it's questionable. Actually, me, it's a fat no. Megan, you kind of said no, kind of said yes? I would have to test it out, see if I like it. I'm not sure. I can't really answer that. I think I would adjust to it, but I think it would definitely be hard to live in, especially since... There's a possibility of running out of water because we know how much I like to wash my hands. I've run out of water in a week. Okay. Do you guys think the? What do you guys think about the book title? And do you think the book title title relates to the book correctly? The content in the book. I would say the book title is very accurate to the contents of the book because it's called The Simple Wild, and 
in that town that they were living in. It's very simple, but also I think the wild part comes from the fact that it's wilderness and also Alaska Wild is the name of Ren's company. So I would say it's perfect. I wouldn't change it. Spot on. Then my other question was yeah. what other title might you have chosen? So we're not changing it. Well, I guess, Marissa, what's your opinion? No, I liked it too. I also liked uh, on the back cover and the synopsis at the very end asks if, you know, Kala and Jonah should take the same path her parents tried. And then it says it's a simple truth that turns out to be not so simple after all, which was a good play on the title because obviously you shouldn't fall in love with someone who you're not meant to be with. That's a simple truth. And yet it turns out it's not that simple when you love someone. So I thought it was the title fit in well with the synopsis on the back and the storyline in general, which I like. Question for Megan. Would you read another book by this author? Absolutely. I want to read the sequel, so I'll order that right after this podcast also. And you also gave me another book to read by her, so I'm excited to read that. Yeah, I was curious because I, me and Marissa have already read another book by her, but I want to know your opinion on her writing. But yeah, I'm a big K.A. Tucker fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was easy to read, a good story. My only critique, and I've told Kayla this already, is that she used the word sheepish way too much <laughs> as an adjective and as an adverb, sheepish and sheepishly, and I can't get over it. <laughs> I hope it's not in her other books. Should I start saying sheepish more often? <laughs> no, please don't. I just read it. I looked. I have it on the Kindle app. She said it 14 times in the book, which is really not that much considering how many words are in the book, but I read it over a four-day period, so I read the word sheepish slash sheepishly 14 times in four days, and it was too much for me (laughs) (laughs) because I've never heard an author use that word. So unique. But other than that, great book, and I'm going to read her other books too. I'll let you know if I notice sheepish a lot. Did you guys think Kala and Jonah were like, Zero to 100 in the cabin? Or was that just me? No, that was a zero to 1,000. I don't know how that happened. They were fighting and then suddenly that? It was like right after the kiss, but they kissed once and then they're like full on just naked in front of each other in a cabin like the next day. Yeah, oh. it moved very fast. You didn't think that was going to happen? I mean, I thought it was going to happen. It was like one, two, three, they were naked. They didn't even like, <laughs> they didn't even kiss like, a little bit. They were just like... Wow, you're all wet. Why don't you just get naked? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that all on the same day? First the kiss, and then they were naked in I, the cabin. I th- it might have been sure the same, same day. day. It might have been, or the next day. I forget exactly. It was a little intense. It was. I, I was also a little uncomfortable with him <laughs> telling her what to do. <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe. But when he goes, take your clothes off. Now get in bed. I was like, can't this just happen organically? Step-by-step instructions. Yeah, that just took me by surprise. Like, there was no gentleness about that. It was literally just, like, it. It was happening. Uh, I guess that's a quick Yeti way to do it, though, maybe? (laughs) I mean, I'm happy. I feel like there was, like, sexual tension going on for so long in the book. So I was like, finally, they're going to, like, be together. I was just not expecting... It was hot and steamy, for sure. It was was, was a good book. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The question I have next, I guess, is another, I guess it's kind of like a harder question. Um, Ren says he never regrets falling for Kala's mom, even though the relationship couldn't last. If if you were in the situation, if you were in their situation, do you think you would have made the same choice? And I guess it kind of is the same question of like, if you would stay in Alaska. But I guess, I, I guess the question is, would you regret falling for that person that didn't last am i asking like am i making sense yeah Yeah, it makes sense sense. i don't ever regret 
loving someone because you take something away from it. It was a, a moment in time where you were loved and you loved someone else. And I don't think you should regret those things. You can regret things you did in relationships, but the way he said he never regretted falling for Cal's mom, I think that's spot on. I kind of live the same way. Like you fall in love with someone, why should you regret that? I just can't believe he held on for it for so long. Megan, what is um, your take on I, it? I wouldn't regret having feelings for anyone, but I'm a little surprised that he held on to his feelings for so long and never tried to convince Susan to come back or decided to move to Toronto to try and win her back. That's the part that bothered me because when she showed up in Alaska while he was on his deathbed, he started crying as soon as he saw her, but he never decided to go back and find her. That and like... Yeah, he just like he just suffered in silence for years, and I just yeah, that didn't sad. make sense to me. Or like move on. Like I I guess if you're Susan, you think he moved on because he just hasn't contacted you in 20 years. But really, he just wants you back. But yeah, I would be. I don't know. It's just it was. I would regret if I was him. I would regret just like not reaching out. Yeah. But I'm kind of upset that him and Agnes never got together. He could have made it work with her. They were basically like dating anyway, in like a weird way. I don't think he was able to make it work because he couldn't get over Susan. She wasn't Susan. Yeah, she wasn't Susan. I was a little sad. Yeah, I was really shocked when Susan showed up to Alaska when he was dying. Me too. I'm glad she did, though. I think he needed that. I'm glad, too. They both needed that. But I feel bad for Simon. Simon is so understanding. Nobody deserves him. He's too good. Marissa, what's your take on all that? I I was glad she did. Yeah, I was very glad she did. I feel like they both needed that. Obviously, he needed it because he he never had a chance to fix everything that happened. And she needed it because despite having a happy life and loving Simon, she still obviously loved him and cared about him. So she would have regretted it if she hadn't gone and said goodbye. I'm kind of shocked you think that because uh, your love for Simon. I mean, the thing is, Ren's dying. (laughs) It's not like it's not like Susan's dying. Yeah, his competition's gonna die. So, uh, plus the psychiatrist in him would have said she'll regret this if she doesn't go. She'll resent me if I try to stop her. So she needs to go and do this and say say goodbye, make her peace, and then she'll come back to me and we'll move on with our lives. He knew she loved Ren the entire time they were in a relationship, so I don't think her saying goodbye would have been any different than the knowledge that she loved another man. So I just, I feel like Simon was mature about everything, and I don't think it affected him, I guess. Good point. Yeah. I just felt bad for Simon for the book because I'm like, how do you love someone who, like, loves someone else, too? But, yeah, you, you like, your second in the runner-up, so. <laughs> I guess I just, like. So, I guess I only have, like, I only have one more question really left. I guess I have two questions left. Do you think Jonah and Kyle are going to make it? I hmm. think if they're willing to compromise, then absolutely. But if one of them is stubborn and doesn't want to adjust to the other's lifestyle, then they're definitely not going to make it. It's going to end up being a repeat of Ren and Susan. And just curious, who do you guys think will be the one to be stubborn if one of them's going to be stubborn and not compromise? I think Jonah. I would say Kala. <laughs> I would say Kala as well. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That I think Cal is more high maintenance than Jonah. I think Jonah can adjust anywhere as long as he has a plane. And although he loves Alaska, I think he loves Kala more. So he would be anywhere as long as he could be with her. Yeah, I kind of feel like Kala wants him to fit into her lifestyle. And I think 
he will do his best to do that. But in the end, it may be another situation with Ren and Susan where, you know, Susan tried to fit into Ren's lifestyle and it just didn't work. And so, I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, the next story may be nothing like this. But in my mind, if one of them were to be too stubborn, I would almost think it'd have to be Kala. That's a good point. But, but she already kind of changed her whole lifestyle because he he forced her to. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say that he forced her to because he gave her the option. And she said that she's going to think about it, but she already knows her answer. So she knows that she wants to be with him. But I mean more of her time in Alaska. Like, she fully changed. Like, she was there for... I don't know even know how long she was there for. But she, like, changed her lifestyle. Like, she stopped wearing makeup. She stopped wearing clothes, uh, different clothes every day. Um, <laughs> she, she became a nudist and stopped wearing clothes. <laughs> like, I feel like she changed so much already. And she was, like, she said that she would move to wherever that place was. So I feel like she doesn't want him to move to Toronto and live in a city with her. So she's changing, too. You guys don't have faith we'll in her. See. Like, I have faith in I- her. <laughs> I guess I don't have faith in her. I feel like she's just going to go back to her old ways. Even the fact that, like, Jonah got there, she rolls up in her high heels and little dress again after out being with her friends, which is fine, but that's her lifestyle, and that's not Jonah. I mean, Jonah's never going to, I don't know, adapt to that, and I don't know if she's ever going to adapt to his lifestyle. But she was saying that she was already, like, different. Like, she didn't go out that much. And the reason she went out is because her friend was, like, begging her to go out. Like, most of the time she spends the nights on the couch with her parents. And then she was saying how she stopped wearing as much makeup. And she doesn't wear makeup when she's running anymore. So she was changing. (laughs) That's true. She did stop wearing makeup when she went on runs. The whole before she left for Alaska, she was like, I've got my fake eyelashes on. i got my fake nails on. i got my hair done. This girl went all out to go to the wilderness. It's like us going on a camping trip and getting my nails done before I go camping. But yeah, she she did change at the end. I wondered if part of her wanting to sit on the couch with her parents, though, was just how heartbroken she probably was and maybe a little depressed. But we'll see. We'll see in the next book if she's really changed and if they can compromise and make it work. Okay. And then, so my, my final question of it all is what is your rating of the book between one and five? Five being five stars, awesome, and Hmm. one being awful. I will give it a four out of five because I think that the relationship with Kala and Jonah just is crammed in at the end of the book, but I would have liked it to develop a little bit more, like start maybe in the middle of the book or add pages at the end to explain a little bit more because they started fighting and then suddenly they were naked in a cabin together and it moved way too fast for me. Okay, well, I'm I'm torn because I liked this book better than Daisy Jones and I feel like I gave Daisy a 5. So that sucks. <laughs> you did give her a 5. Uh, because the thing is, the only reason I don't want to give this book a 5. This is so weird to me. I loved the story, but I wasn't actually that crazy about Cal and Jonah. I mean, like, I did really like them, and I liked their relationship. Maybe it's like what Megan said, and they developed at the wrong speed for me. I, I Like, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But I did like this better than Daisy Jones, and since I gave, gave Daisy Jones a five, I guess that means I have to give this a five. But otherwise, I would be giving it a 4.8. You can give it a 4.8. You don't have to give it a five okay. because you gave Daisy I'll Jones a, a five. This, this really was one of the best books I've read all year. 
And I say that because just the writing style was amazing. I cried during the full last hundred pages. I mean, I just, I laughed out loud at times. I cried, like emotionally went through all the highs and lows of this book. And I feel like the author was just incredible in how she wrote it. So I did really like this book. (laughs) I give this book a 4.5 out of 5 because... Actually, I don't know. Actually, maybe I'm gonna give, I'm gonna put it up. I'm gonna give it a four point seven out of five because I really like this book. I really like I read it through so fast, like could not put it down. But I guess I just I'm not that much in love with Kala and Jonah. Like I like them together. I want them to be together. But there's other couples in my fictional life that I live in many other books that I like more than them. But I love this book. I love Kay Tucker's writing. I it kind of made me want to go to Alaska, but like not really, which is changing my mind about things. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this book. So I'm gonna give it a four point seven out of five. Which means we have an average of 4.5 is our average. So that's the end of the book. That's our that's the Simple Wild by Kate Tucker. And the next book we're going to read for the podcast is actually going to be the sequel. We were going to mix it up and read something else, but we decided to just like roll with it. We both want to read the pod. We both want to read the sequel, so we're just going to go with it. So I forget what the sequel's name is. Name is I can't uh, speak. Wild at Heart. So we're going to read Wild at Heart next, and you can. Find us on Instagram at Book Talks Podcast. But thank you for listening and reach out to us with any book suggestions or any questions you have. Um, we're always eager to have questions and let us know. And Megan, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate your feedback. Thank you for having me. I'm going to read that second book too. <laughs>